Uh, but uh, I just want to say I appreciate every one of you. I, uh, you know, we can't do this alone. We can't do this without people's working behind the scenes and praying and, and the faithful people that are here. And I, I just want to say I appreciate everybody that's backing this up, everybody that's supporting Brother Flosser by helping me out and, and just getting in here and praying just like you always do. I, I can't tell you how much of a blessing that is to me. I, I, I know days have gone by that were harder times, and I thank God today for the unity that we have. And I thank God that I, I know I'm going to come to this house, and I, and I know what God's laid on my heart, and I know that you guys are going to help. I, I know that... Uh, there's hungry hearts on the other side here, and, and that 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 is such a blessing. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and grab it. Uh, turn to Hebrews twelve one. Hebrews twelve one says, "Wherefore, seeing we are also." compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which thus so easily beset us. And let us run the race. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. God bless you. You can be seated. There's this, uh, there's this idea of a race in the word of God that we see um, over and over again. And this isn't uh, a race to see who can get there as fast as possible. Um, this is this is more of a, a marathon type race to where, you know, the, the race is the race is ended whenever our time on this planet, our time on this earth is is done and gone. Um, this this scripture talks about weights, and I'm sure we've all heard uh, a lot of preaching about weights. But, uh, you know, whenever we're running a race. It's, uh, you, you're gonna want to, no matter what kind of race it is, wh- whether you're running on foot, whether you're in a, in a vehicle or, or, or whatever it is, it's, it's a good idea to shed all weight as much as possible. As much weight as you can get off, it's gonna help you to be more efficient. It's gonna help you to get there. It's gonna help your speed. It's gonna help your, 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 again, your efficiency. Uh, it's not gonna be quite as hard to get there. Uh, you want everything that's gonna hold you back or slow you down. You know, s- some of these, you know, you know I know, um, I remember hearing that even uh, the swimmers, uh, they're so particular, these, these racing swimmers, that that's, um, they would, they'd be so particular that they'd shave off all the hairs on their body so that the little bit of drag that a hair might cause, would, uh, would they'd get that out of there. Whatever they can do to get that fraction of a second, they're going to remove every weight. Everything that's producing a drag, they want it out of there. It's that important because the finish line is that important. And, and we understand that they're, they're, they're running this race for, for a corruptible crown. They're, they're, they, they want a shiny medal, and that's, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But we understand the, the great deal of importance that we have in this race that we're all actively participating in. Whether or not you, you decided to enter the race or not, there's going to be a day where you either crossed the finish line or you did not. There's going to be a day where, where, where the, the time is over, the race has ended, and where we stand is where we stand. There are certain things that we, uh, that we allow in our lives um, that can become a weight to us in our walk with God. And I want to talk to you about that for a little bit. Maybe, maybe we wouldn't call them uh, necessarily outright sinful, uh, but, but maybe they just get in the way and make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, I believe you know, some of you might know what I'm talking about. So we might have a way to go before we cross this finish line. Hopefully we do. Hopefully we got a ways to go before, before the end uh, is upon us. 
But we don't need anything holding us back. We don't need anything slowing us down. We don't need anything to get in the way. So, so what, what might be some examples of weights? We, we, we might have things such as entertainment that, that, that would be, again, I'm not saying outright sinful. Maybe things that you're reading is just, it, it's, it's putting you in a mindset that doesn't make it necessarily easy to just go into prayer, easy to just enter into the presence of God. Um, whatever you're watching, whatever you're watching, does, does, does that end up reoccurring in your mind? Does that end up being the thing that, that's stirring in your mind more so than prayer? It, you know, uh, it's easy to get tangled up in the events of this world, the politics and such, that we get so fired up about because this world is so corrupt. And we, we want to see, see our convictions in, 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 uh, in power, in places of power and, and all of that. And that's all good. But if, if we're watching this and we're consuming this and, and it becomes a weight to us, it becomes something that that's consuming more of our mind and more of our heart than the word of God and, and then the kingdom of God, then that has effectively become a weight to you. We cannot allow that. This race is too important. The, the finish line in this race and the stakes that are here are way too important. What are you listening to? Music or, or, or again, you could be listening to the news or different podcasts or, or whatever. Is it something that's going to be edifying? Is it something that's going to help strengthen your walk with God? Is it going to be something that, that it's going to put you in a mindset to where you are more easily able to receive from God? Or is it going to be something that, that, that gets, gets your mood, just plays on your flesh and, and stirs you up? We can't allow that to be a weight in us. You know, uh, there's so many different forms of weights, and these ones are ones maybe you probably already thought of. As soon as I said, wait, oh, he's probably going to talk about this, this, and this. And you were right if you thought that. How about procrastination, though? You know, uh, let's just imagine, you know, we're running this marathon race, and at some point in this marathon race, we got to pick up 20 pounds. And when we might, you know, we got 20 pounds here, and then we got 20 pounds here, and we got 20 pounds here, 20 pounds here, so on and so forth. Every so often, maybe every mile, we got to pick up 20 pounds. I I don't know how much a marathon is. I think it's 13 miles or something like that. And uh, that could add up over some time. You put that off and say, ah, today I don't feel like picking up. I'll save that for the next one. I'll save that for the next checkpoint. Maybe that seems easy to you. 40 pounds, no big deal. But then 60 pounds starts to get to be a lot to walk with. And that multiplying factor, that's a weight. Procrastination in your walk with God is going to come back and bite you. I promise you. I promise you. You don't want to procrastinate. You don't want to put off today's prayer and today's Bible study and, and, and fellowship and all these different things. Um, you don't want that to come back on you later. How about being too busy? Well, we can all be guilty of that, and and uh, being too busy is easy to do. It's really easy to do. I, I I guess I probably walk that border too frequently, more than I like to. Is being too busy? You know, the danger with being too busy is so often, so often, uh, you know, we might have the right intentions with our busyness, and that's 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 all good. But if we find ourselves in our busyness, allowing our walk with God to to kind of take back burner. And maybe, maybe you think you're doing the right thing. Maybe you're getting together with brothers and sisters and you're, you're trying to encourage and you're, you're trying to be a blessing. But that schedule begins to be so packed that you find yourself, well, prayer tonight was just, uh, I just kind of struggled through. And, and if that happens once or twice, you know, all right. But then it begins to be a habit. When that habit starts to, to begin to be more often, 
that, that begins to be a weight on your walk with God. You, you might start to recognize that, that as, as, as you're holding this weight, hey, maybe you pick up that 20 pound weight to begin with and you start carrying it and you're like, hey, this ain't too bad and grab the other one. Okay, we're, we're good. And, and at the, at the, at the start of that, that's okay. You do that for about a mile and it starts to feel like, wow, this got heavier. This, this is, this is more than what it started with. It seems that way, right? So, if we can lay aside these weights, if we can lay aside these weights, we're going to do so much better for ourselves. Hallelujah. So being too busy, being too busy ends up promoting an atmosphere for us where we, we are prone. We are prone to put things off. We're, so I guess that goes hand in hand with procrastination. Uh, too many distractions. We live in a day that is full of distractions. We live in a day where we got notifications and bells and whistles going off here and there and everywhere. And, and you find too often that, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to have a good quality talk with somebody and, oh, oh I got to check on that. Or, oh, you know, this convenient thing that I have is, is causing me to be distracted here. Or you're in prayer and then something, you know, you get a text message. Oh, I got to check that real quick and, and find out, you know, and this and that. And, and don't get me wrong. I understand some some of us are on call and, and you, you've got to deal with that. But but distractions, I think you can see where I'm going with distractions. If if we could clean out distractions from 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 us and, and not have this overload of distractions that just steals away our attention and makes it so that so easily our, our attention span becomes so short. If we could clear that out. How much more effective could, could our time be? Could our time with each other be? You know, I, I remember a time where we used to be able to go out to eat and, and sit and just talk to each other. And, and how often is it now where you, you go to a restaurant and you see everybody at the table sitting there looking at their phones and, and, and what, whatever happened? Whatever happened to a time where, where we can real, have real interactions with each other and really strengthen one another? And I, I you know, I, I have a cell phone and I appreciate the ability to text somebody and send them you know, some words of encouragement or just let them know I'm thinking about them or this, that or the other thing. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. But so often in our in our walks with God, there is this need for a balance, a balance. And whenever things get out of balance, we get too busy. There's, you know, there's too much procrastination. There's there's too much entertainment that, that just sucks away at our time and our mind and it occupies us. Too many distractions. Whenever things get out of balance, uh, we find we find that, that this effect does bleed over into our walk with God. And that's the last thing that we need. It's the last thing that we want. And we want. You know, it, it, the ideal situation would be let's surround ourselves with things that would strengthen us. Let's surround ourselves with ways where our walk with God can be benefited. The things that we plant around us, the things that we entertain ourselves with, the, the things that we're listening to. It, it's an edification. You know, as often as possible, I, I like to try while I'm working. If I, if I have the opportunity, I can sometimes I can listen to some preaching while, while I'm um, doing some landscaping and such. And, and that's a blessing. I try to do that. But there are times, I'll, I'll just be the first to admit, I'll be super transparent here. There's times where I've allowed my, my, my time uh, of indulgence in, in entertainment to, to just steal away my attention. And that begins to be all that I was thinking about. And, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous because I found in those times I'll be praying and then I'll start Spacing out, just thinking about that thing that I was watching earlier. I was thinking about that thing that I was listening to earlier that, that had nothing to do with God. And I'm not saying that everything that you do has to be all Jesus. But as much of it as possible, that'd be a great idea. It'd be a great benefit to you. It, it, you'll be happy you did it. 
How about weak prayer? Uh, you know, I know there's going to be times. There's going to be times in every one of our lives that, uh, you know, our prayer isn't what we feel like we want it to be. You know, you, some of us work some odd hours and, and some long hours and some swing shift hours. And, and some of us just have hard days and hard jobs or a lot going on in our minds. And, 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 and by the time we get to a time of prayer and we try to dedicate some time to the Lord, we're, we're just so bogged down. And, and, and the prayer isn't what we, we would hope it would be. But if that begins to be a pattern in your life, if that begins to be the norm, and your prayers aren't those effectual, fervent prayers that we talked about uh, this morning, that, that begins to be a weight in your life. That begins to be something that, that can hold you down. So I, I, I'm telling you, you know, not, not any one of these things, we can't say that's, that's a sin. We can't just say outright you're going to hell if, if your prayers aren't just 100% on fire and, 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 you know, all of this. If you've got any distraction in your life, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we've got to have some balance and we've got to recognize that we can't hold too much weight. And as much as possible, if we can shed that weight, that's going to make us more efficient in running this race. We're, we're going we're gonna to be able to more efficiently get where we need to go. You don't know what lies ahead in this race. You, you don't know what potholes what obstacles, what things you're going to encounter that are going to give you extra trouble. So whenever we get there, it'd be awesome if we didn't have any extra weight holding us down. It'd be awesome if we, whenever we get to those problems that we might encounter, things that are going to slow us down, we can't do anything about. Maybe there's a roadblock, a detour, whatever. And, and, and whenever we get there, if we, can, if we can shed that weight, we can lay that aside. We're going to be glad we did. We're going to be really glad we did. How about weak convictions? You know, convictions that we have as Christians, um, they are something that are for his pleasure and they're for our protection. You know, I, 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 I establish the convictions that I have because I want God to be happy with me. But I also understand that every conviction that I have also does protect me. And it, I, I don't think there's too many of those convictions that just come easy or, or that are very, very convenient. Um, but I do know uh, that there is an, you know, that kind of, what is it, uh, um, a, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, you know, convictions kind of operate that way. You know, uh, yeah, it, it might be a little tough right now. We might have to do an extra step here. We might have to do something that's a little less comfortable to us right now. But in the grand scheme of things, if I can shed that weight, if I can put that, lay aside that weight, everything that would hold me back, everything that would hold me down, it's worth it. And you know what? If I can make God happy, I am really excited about that. I am really excited about that. This morning I talked a little bit about uh, Bible reading as uh, just kind of one of the basic things in, in our walks with God. What about haphazard, sporadic Bible reading that's not spirit-led? Do, do you, whenever you pray, do, do you, or whenever you, I'm getting ahead of myself, whenever you read your Bible, do you pray about that? Or are you letting God lead you? I know we talked at length this morning about this, but, but let's, let's allow God to be a part of all these things that we do. And we're doing them for the Lord. Let's do them prayerfully. Let's, let's let God lead us throughout these things. And, and, and and just that I feel like every time that I've done that, and I know it's a good idea, and there's been plenty of times where I've failed to do that, and, and it didn't go as good for me. But I know every time that I've, I've just soaked myself in prayer, and every time that I've just let God be a part of all the things that I'm doing for him, all, you, know, you know, obviously you've got to have him be a part of your convictions and all of these things. But your Bible reading, you can choose. You can choose two different ways to do that, I suppose. You can choose to, to just uh, go ahead and just read your Bible and just check it off with a list, or you can, you can choose to just 
you know, God, I want you to lead me. Uh, maybe just take a, a couple of seconds before you before you read your Bible. And there's something Brother Foster has always encouraged us to do. Take a couple seconds before you read, and just God, I want to I want to hear what you want me to what, what you want me to see out of this. What 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 do you want me to retain? And what do you want to speak to me? And make it so clear to me. Sometimes the Bible isn't. Hey, just again, transparent. It's not always as clear as we'd like it to be. It's not always as easy to read as we'd like it to be. But God wants us to read it. God wants us to get something out of it. And there's a lot to receive out of it. And if we can ask the Lord, you know, we know this is his will. So if we ask him and say, God, you know, I just need your help with this. uh, Just mark it down. God's going to help you. God's going to help you with that. Turn to uh, Galatians 6 verse 1. Galatians 6, 1. Before I get to that, has anybody here ever seen a marathon with one man running it? Me neither. <laughs> it's never happened. Uh, I think every marathon that I've seen has at least 20 folks running in it. A bunch of people running for the same purpose, for the same cause. There's a bunch of people running in this race. And just like this spiritual race that we're running, we're not in this alone. Galatians 6, 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault... Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Hey, we're in this together. We are in this together. Uh, we can't for a second just, uh, uh, you know, like I said this morning, get selfish about this. If I see if I see Brother Chris and he's over here walking this and he's going through this race and and he's just having a hard time and he's just weak and weary. And I recognize that he's got something he's going through. And I, I can sit there. I've got a choice. I've got some options. And I can I can say, you know what? That's his problem. I got I got a finish line. I got to get to I, Hey, it's it's all or nothing here, and I, you know what? I don't know what he did to to jam himself up, but I got to get there. That's one option, right? That's one option. That doesn't sound real Christian, though. We wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> we, we would never say that out loud. But if we can recognize, if we can recognize that need, and have compassion to help our brothers and our sisters along the way, then we're going to fulfill the law of Christ. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know. We, we've got this race that we're running, and we're running this together. We're doing, you know, it, it's almost like Team Faith and Truth Assembly, or Team Jesus more, more, more so. And we're all running this race, and we want to see every one of you cross the finish line. We're all in this together, and we're going to bind together. And I understand sometimes along the way, I might have picked up, you know, a couple dozen of them weights, and I'm trying to go, and you're like, dude, that is not helping you. What are you thinking? You need to lay aside those weights. You recognize I'm struggling. Maybe it's my own dumb fault I'm struggling. Maybe it's, maybe it's you know, this brother, we'll just say Brother Sam. There's no Brother Sam's around here, so it's easy to pick on him. Brother Sam, that's your own fault. Why are you doing that? You've caused yourself that problem. And we got that choice in the midst of seeing this brother's problem. We can choose. We can choose to say, you know what? You did this to yourself. This is this is on you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just keep on pressing on. Romans Romans fourteen thirteen says, Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, 
that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. We're talking Wednesday a good bit, and here we are about judgment again. And um, I want to say, you know what? It's not our place. It's not our place to judge. This scripture clarifies it probably more than anything I read the other day. It's God. God has this thing where he wants us to be laboring together. He wants us to be able to forgive one another. He wants us to be able to carry one another, to bear one another's burdens. He wants us to be in this not for ourselves. Now, now I understand there has to be a, a self thing here because, you know, we got to have convictions for ourselves. And if, if we don't have any self involved in this, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if we don't have any self involved in this, we never even entered. We didn't do anything to begin with. But, but that. That self, that, that cannot just override everybody else. That cannot just dismiss everybody else's problems. Hey, may, maybe again, maybe, maybe that brother, it's his own fault, and he chose to carry this weight. And maybe you feel like he deserves what he's going through. Maybe, you just, maybe, this, maybe this dude, he's, he just did some terrible stuff, and, and he, he's got weights on his life, and, and you warned him maybe. maybe. Maybe he's been preached to enough times, and he's been warned, and, and he's getting what is due to him. And, and may, hey, maybe it even ne- negatively affected you. Maybe it's caused some problems in your life, and, 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 it, and it's hindered you. Maybe, maybe it's rubbed you the wrong way, or, or, or maybe, it's, maybe the things that he has done have been against you careful be careful that judgment's not yours to make it's not our job to judge it's not there is a god in heaven and and rest assured he's gonna do the right thing that judgment is his so it's not our job to say you know what your your problem not mine i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you carry that alone it's our job it's our job to bear one another's burdens. That is our job as christians whenever we're running this race what we see somebody struggling i don't care what they've done if God didn't wipe them out, you know, it's our job to, to, to strengthen them, to be a blessing to them. So the scripture, scripture does warn us about that type of judgment. It's dangerous. We don't want to be any part of that. It's times like this, especially, especially whenever it affects you, whenever, whenever it rubs you the wrong way, whenever you, whenever you feel that buck and, and you feel like, you know what, they're getting what's due to them. Whenever you feel like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to help out. Whenever, whenever you, it's times like that. That we need that Holy Ghost to fill us with compassion and put aside me, put aside my feelings, put aside uh, what bothers me and what I think and, and, and all of that. You know, this 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 whole uh, living for God thing, this is this has never been a one man job. This has never been a one man race. This has always been something we can't live for God alone, locked up in, in, in a room somewhere and, and do well. You can't do it. You, God has put us together. I, I need you guys. I need you all. I need your prayers. I, I need your support. I need your love. I need your fellowship. There is no way I can live for God without you. I love the Lord and, and I'd like to think that I'm going to do well. And I, I know I got this mentality. Hey, though, none go with me. I still am going to follow. But I know that God has a church. I know that God is always going to have a people and I'm, I'm determined I'm going to be a part of that people and I'm determined that I'm going to help whoever I can. I don't care how it feels. I don't care how it feels. Hallelujah. There's a bigger picture than my discomfort. There's a bigger picture than your discomfort. There's a bigger picture than, 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 you know, the, the person, you know, some people, whenever people leave the church, I don't, I can't remember too many of them that have ever left kindly. But you know what? We need to pray about them. We need to pray for them. 
As long as there's breath in our lungs, as long as there's breath in their lungs, we got a job to do. We got to be praying for them. Maybe they said some things about you. Maybe they tore your family down. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they came in and tried to put division in your home. Pray for them. Pray for them. Bible talks about praying for them that hate you. It's not. It, we weren't called to an easy thing here. This this race was never meant to be something that's without sweat and without without pain and all of that. But there is a there is a there is a goal. There is a glory that's going to be revealed. It's so much bigger, so much better than 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 catering to our own comforts. If you can help somebody be a strength, if you can, you should. If 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 you can if you can be a blessing to somebody, you should. You should put put aside everything and do whatever you're able to do. And and I want to emphasize whatever you're able to do. There might only be the only thing you might be able to do is pray for them for whatever reason and whatever those might be. We we have to use wisdom to to figure that out. There can be many different ways, many different ways that that you can be a blessing to somebody. Sometimes it is just prayer. Sometimes you, you might you might be in a position where you can go and just talk to them and and be a brother for them listen to them, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know, but, but whatever, if there's something you can do, you ought to do it. Let's make sure no matter what situation falls, no matter what, what the context is, let's make sure that our hearts are to make it easy, as easy as possible for any soul to make it into the kingdom of God. Uh, That's, that's the goal here. We want to see souls to make it, make it, make it home. Make it home. All this stuff will be behind us someday. All of this, all this pain, all this, all this world, all the things that, that corrupt, you know, all, all these things, they're going to be behind us someday and we'll have an eternity that, that, that comparatively, you know, the Bible talks about the just being like a blink of an eye and it's even less than that. You know, we're going to have all of that to look forward to and it'll seem so silly, the things that we got hung up on here. The, the, the people that offended us, the people that have done wrong to us, will wish that, oh man, oh, I wish I would have. I wish I would have just helped them out. 1 Corinthians 8, 9. Go ahead and turn to it. 1 Corinthians 8, 9. First Corinthians eight, nine says, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. There may come a time in your walk with God where, where you get strong in some things and, and maybe there's some others that are weak around you. Um, you know, in the Bible, we see, we see an example of this where, where Paul is, is reaching out to these Jews that are, that have been newly converted and they still feel like they need to go through all these ceremonial things and they need to, to, to be careful about what meets and, and, and none of that really matters. It doesn't matter and that's okay. And, and, and we see, we see, uh, Paul, you know, being around these people and, and he chooses he chooses to do some things that, that are not easy things. He chooses to, to, to just, you know what, I'm going to put this all aside because there's a bigger goal in mind. There's a bigger goal in mind. I, I want to see these souls get, get where we're going. And, and maybe they do some things that they don't need to do, but they're not wrong, and that's okay. Maybe they do some things that I don't like, and I just wish they'd get that figured out and get that fixed. And that's okay, but we've we got to be careful. We've got to be careful. We've got to be mindful of each other and what what struggles we might have and and 
again, again, the heart, the overall, the overlapping message here. We've got to be concerned about somebody else and the souls that are around us. We need to understand that what is fine for us could be deadly to somebody else, could be the thing that just puts that stumbling block in their way. Stumbling block's something that's going to trip you up. Stumbling block is, is going to make you fall. We don't, want, we don't want any soul to fall. We don't want anybody to fall. Maybe they have things that they battle with that doesn't bother you. And may, maybe, you know, we were talking about, you know, music and things we listen to and, and this, that, and the other thing. Their entertainment forms and whatnot. Maybe the things that, hey, you, you know what? You've been living for God for a long time and, and you're comfortable with where you're at and you prayed about your convictions and you're in a good place. And, 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 and maybe some of the things that, that, you, that you feel comfortable with, maybe, maybe some new Christian or, or somebody's a little weak, maybe that can set them off. Maybe that could be a stumbling block where they say, I'm scared to go forward now. I'm scared because I don't, I don't want to, you know. We gotta be so conscientious. We gotta be so careful. We want to be mindful. We, we can say all we want. Well, it's fine. I know it's fine. I, I know, I know, I know what the Bible says concerning these things and it's okay. And, and, and I don't know why they're being so silly about that. But do we have a heart that says, Hey, beyond my comfort, beyond, beyond what I care about, beyond, beyond what I, you know what? Maybe it is silly. But hey, I, I want to make it easy for them. I want to. I want to strengthen my brother. I, I, I want to make. I want to make the path as easy as I can go. And if maybe he's weak and maybe he's struggling along the way, I'm going to be the one that comes and lifts him up and makes it better for him and carries him along the way. Maybe put throw your arm around my back and and, and I take some of the weight off of you. That'd be all right. We, we all, all of us, we got to cross that finish line. We all got to cross that finish line. 1 Corinthians 9.27. Go ahead, turn to that. Hallelujah. Actually, I want to focus on uh, 26. 1 Corinthians 9.26. Now therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep on, I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself become a castaway. So we see here this example that I was kind of uh, getting ahead of myself earlier to where, yes, we're running this race. And yes, it's all of us. But never, ever can we, you know, yes, we, we got to care about each other. And we, we've got to have that heart that says, hey, I'm going to help my brother out and all of this. But if for some reason, and you're going to have to, you know, pray about these things, but if for some reason, helping that, helping that brother, or helping that sister, or helping that one, whoever it might be, maybe they're not a brother or sister, and you just want them to be saved, and you want them to enter into this, or if for some reason, reaching out to them and, and, and trying to make that connection is dragging you down, you got to know where to cut that line. You, you got to know where to say, hey, I'm going to have to give this over to somebody else. I'm going to have to pray about this and just let this be to somebody else. I remember a while ago, I was, I was uh, reaching out to a man and uh, and brother Flosser, he was reaching out with him with me. And, and and there came a time where he said, listen, I I know this is going to be hard for you, but if he calls and and he starts doing this, you're going to have to hang up on him. You're going to have to walk away from that. And uh, that was very difficult for me, but he understood that that, that that man had no intention of, of getting well and, and, and and there, there was no manner of work that I was going to be able to do to help this soul. And it was not for me. It would, for, for the place where I was at in my walk with God, my pastor had uh, foresight in my life to be able to say, hey, listen, I, I don't want this to become a stumbling block for you. I don't want this to be something where he's going to put things in your mind or trip you up. 
And we have to realize at some point, maybe that's, maybe that's not my place to be active in that. Maybe I'm going to just back off and just pray about that. I'm not saying we just drop prayer. I'm not saying we just drop that soul, you know, off and forget all about them. We need to be praying for folks. But we got to understand, we're not doing anybody any favors if we put ourselves in a position where we're now falling and we're not crossing that finish line. We got to be able to pull them along with us. It's so important. So important. We're not wasting our time. You're not wasting your time running this race. You're not wasting your time putting aside these weights and, and, and all of these things. You know, Paul is talking about, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, this is why I'm fighting. I'm not doing this uh, like one that's beating the air. Beating the air doesn't get you anywhere. That's not doing anything for anybody. You, you, we have a purpose in mind. We have a goal. Again, we've got to have a determination. You know, whenever it's a long-term race, you know, you, a lot of the times I know um, uh, there was uh, somebody that I had heard say, you know, the thing that kept him going throughout a, a marathon race that he was running was thinking about crossing the finish line. And how much the more with us because we got such a good finish line. Whenever we cross that finish line, we're entering into glory. Whenever we cross that finish line and all this world is behind us and all the struggles and all the heartaches and all the pain and all the tears are behind us, we get to look at Jesus face to face. We get to spend eternity with him. That is the best finish line that we could ever have. You know, I want to say also, you know, I'd mentioned earlier about, you know, causing, allowing ourselves to get stumbled up in, in the fall and, and in the midst of that. And we got to have that determination. We're not going to do anybody any favors by putting ourselves in a position to fall. Sometimes, sometimes that determination that says, hey, I'm not getting nothing is going to get in my way. Nothing is going to prevent me or my church from crossing that finish line. Sometimes somebody seeing that determination that's lost in this world, sometimes them seeing your seriousness in your walk with God and, and how passionately you serve God, sometimes that's what makes a difference and starts making them say, wow, okay, so there's something different here. They're not just like everybody that goes to church on Sunday and drinks themselves asleep on Monday. Sometimes people need to see that passion, that that that. That realness that, that we, our church, you know, I thank God for our church. I thank God for a place to worship, but it doesn't stop meaning things to me Monday morning. It doesn't stop meaning things to me whenever I'm, I'm frustrated on the job on Tuesday. It's got to be that way because there's a long-term goal that we are determined. We're pressing forward for and, and nothing, nothing. I will allow nothing to get in my way. You don't have to turn to this, but Ezekiel, Ezekiel 7, uh, 19. Now, this is, uh, this is, this is talking about a time that's ahead of us, uh, a time that each of us are going to have to face. And it, it, it's, it's a, it's a sad reality. Um, I, I guess I'll say not each of us are going to have to face, but certain ones that have allowed themselves to, to carry weights too much and, and certain ones that have allowed themselves to be tripped up along the way. This is something we're going to, we're going to deal with. Uh, Ezekiel 7:19 says they shall cast their silver in the streets and their gold shall be removed and their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels because the stumbling block of their iniquity. Time's going to come where we reap what we've sown. And in that day, all that seemed so valuable, all that seemed so important, worth our time to, to produce a stumbling block, worth, worth our 
our sidesteps in our walk with God. It's it's going to be as trash. It's going to be as something, you know, in this world, silver and gold, they, they mean a lot at this time. But a day is going to come where that's not going to mean anything. You know, in eternity, what does what does that really mean? We're not going to we're not going to take any of that with us. We're not going to be able to buy our salvation. We're not going to be able to buy our way into heaven. Uh, and I, I know God, God blesses us for what we give and all of that. But the heart of this scripture, I believe, is is showing us just whatever's valuable to us in this world. It's all temporary stuff. It's all temporary stuff. And in that day, uh, you know, the wrath of the Lord, if we live to see the end or our end, if we come to our end, all the things in this world that meant so much to us, they're nothing. They're nothing. You know, I've I got things in my life that I'd like to accomplish that, that aren't necessarily uh, just Bible things. There's, there's a, you know, a vehicle that I'd love to someday own, and, and I'm not taking that vehicle to heaven. It don't, in that day, it's not going to matter. It'll be nice while I have it if I get the chance to have it, but, but in that day, it, it won't matter at all. And if I spent my whole life, you know, we'll just talk about that vehicle for a minute. Maybe, maybe you know, there's, there's just something in your life that, that, that just has a pull on you. In that day, that's not going to mean anything. It's going to be worthless to you. It's going to be something you just cast out on the street. It's going to be something you say, I hate this thing. I don't know why I spent time on this. I understand now that there's this day of wrath. There's this day of reckoning. And I wish I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time just wasting my time, holding on to these weights and allowing them to distract me from what was really important. I wish I was up there with my brothers and sisters crossing that finish line. Hallelujah. Those very things, those very things that, that we have allowed to be a stumbling block, those will be things that we hate. Those will, those will be things that we hate. We cannot allow anything, anything at all, to, to be a weight in our life, to hold us back, to keep us away from Jesus. That's got to be the most important thing, the most important thing in our lives. Let's all bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, could you come? Thank God we serve a merciful God. Thank God that he's here for us and he's looking out for us. He cares about us. There might come a time where you realize you've, you've sidestepped way too much and you've put yourself in a position where it, it seems difficult to cross that finish line. It seems like it's a task that's insurmountable. In that day, whenever that weight begins to overwhelm you, you've got a merciful God. And I'm not saying you ever plan for this. I'm not saying you ever allow yourself to get to this place. Because God's not gullible. He's merciful. In Psalm 61, 1 through 3, maybe today is that day for you. Maybe today that weight seems insurmountable and you just don't feel like you can run. Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I for thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower for the enemy. Let's all come pray. No matter where you're at in your walk and your race, you find yourself being overwhelmed. Get help. There's brothers and sisters here that want to help. There's brothers and sisters here that will gladly help you carry that burden. They'll pray for you. They'll work with you. They'll talk to you. We have a pastor here that loves us and that will 
that will give us good godly counsel and it will try to show us the way to, to live for Jesus to set off all these weights and all these things that would hinder we can cry out to God it can be a help to you but it's got to be gotta cry out to God though. We cannot just expect that all these things are gonna happen. If you wanna cross that finish line, that's gotta be a burden that's on you that you're gonna you're gonna push. Hey, maybe that brother and sister won't even recognize that you're struggling. Maybe nobody knows about it. Hebrews four sixteen says, Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You got got weights that you're carrying that are too much for you. Come boldly into that throne of grace. Step out. Step out and get a hold of it. Step out and get a hold of it, brother. Step out and get a hold of God. I promise He's reaching out. I promise He has hands outstretched. He's waiting. He wants to help you. some that had stepped out of the race, some of, uh, some of our young folks, some of your kids, some of Pastor Foster's kids, friends that we'd had, and as I was praying about this, I, I felt this, this picture painted in my mind as a warning, not as a, this is, this is going to happen, but this is a warning, and this is time to, to, to wake up and, and to realize what can happen have the power to prevent. And in, my, in my mind's eye, I saw this, this picture of, of a, a young man that was washed up on shore. In one hand, he had a life preserver. In another hand, he had a weight. Everything that he needed was right there. Everything that he needed to, to, to be saved was right there within grass. But he wouldn't let go of that weight there to help him. Because of that, he could not get himself above the water. We have an opportunity to bear one another's burdens. We have an opportunity to cry out on the behalf of our our children and of our brothers and sisters, of our, our families. We have this opportunity. It's a serious matter. They have what they need out there if we are doing our part. We can help them bear the burden. We can help bring them back into this ark of safety. We can pull them out of the water that would drown them. We've got to get serious. Hallelujah. We've got to pray like never before. We've got to put aside every weight that would slow us down and help others bear the burdens that they have.
love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's all stand, church. Lord, thank you so much that you care about us. about our needs, that you care about us, you care about our families, you care about those that are running the race, and you care about those that have stepped out of the race, and you want us to have access to help, you want us to be helped, God, you're an amazing God, help us to press forward, help us to press forward with an unbelievable determination other's burdens and to be a strength to each other, to pray for each other, to pray for each other's families. So we all got to make it. Whatever you got to do, Lord God, don't let us be lost. Hallelujah. But put it in us. Put it in us to fight for it. God, we love you and we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your presence in this house and the miracles that you've wrought. Believe in you to do more. Believe in you to do more. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. Keep your hand on your people tonight as we leave this place, but not your presence. In Jesus' name. (laughs) We almost missed that. I did almost miss that.